Hi, Cindy. How are you? Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. Oh, thank you, Wilka. I'm fine. It's so good to connect with you. I feel like I see you a lot, though, on all your great social, and you did a good job during COVID of staying present, and so I'm really glad to uh, that you asked me to be a guest on your podcast. Yes, I'm your, one of your followers. You know, I, I've seen you on quite some times on Instagram. And I also am a huge fan of your team at Master Connections. I had an opportunity to take a training with Pamela. She is awesome. And that's actually how I got to know a little bit of your organization. So I appreciate you taking the time, Cindy, today. I know you are extremely busy and I'm truly thankful that you're here today. Oh, anything, anything for you to help you promote everything you're trying to do is perfect. I love it. Yes. So give me a little bit of the background of how you started your career as a speaker and when did you decide to take it to the next level as a Master Connections uh, organization? So I actually started the company over 25 years ago and it was, I was a director of sales and marketing with Weston. I worked for Disney. I worked for Ritz-Carlton and I had done a lot of different things and had led sales teams, you know, in a, in a really large scale way, but I really felt there was something missing uh, with sales training that we were going through. So with Weston, we would go through some training and some was good and some wasn't. So my father actually was a VP of, uh, sales and development for Shell Oil Company. And so I went to him and said, you know, I think I could actually do this. So we started working on ideas and concepts and I went out and started calling on customers and and Weston, of course, before Starwood bought it, was one of my first big accounts. And then Ritz-Carlton, uh, globally, that was way before Marriott bought Ritz-Carlton, was another account. And that just kind of put us on the map. And we ran the Ritz-Carlton Learning Institute for 13 years. And, and it just put us on the map. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. And I got a, 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 I'm very curious, like, so you are internationally well known. I know that uh, last week, if I'm not mistaken, you were in Saudi Arabia. So how is the travel industry and events coming back worldwide from your perspective? Oh, it's coming back and it's coming back strong. And I think that uh, a lot of people, you know, I look at it this way. I've told every salesperson I talk to, catering managers, GMs, keep your COVID opinions to yourself. Um, if people are at risk, they don't want to go out and travel anyway. And so when people want to have a meeting at your hotel, there's ways that we can do on-site testing. There's ways that we can have at-home testing. And people want to get back. We see an increase at about 60% of meetings that are up. Uh, lots of, I was in Minneapolis, I flew back last night, we were at a huge event and we all did a rapid test right there on site before we went into the meeting room and nobody minds that, you know, and I think that'll get, that'll kind of keep people getting, you know, staying calmer, but I have absolutely seen people so excited to take their masks off, to smile, to be out with people hugging. I mean, it was funny because as you walk in, it's like after, I won't hug you till after you have your test. And then they're like, ah, I mean, you know, and of course I'm laughing like, okay, whatever. But it, um, I see it really, uh, the planes are full. Uh, you know, my flight over to Riyadh, I stopped in Frankfurt, Germany. Those flights were all full. It was all business travelers, everybody working and traveling globally around the, the world. So I see, I see it springing back really well. 
Excellent, excellent. And I must say, uh, Cindy, you know, it's it's very great to hear from you, you know, and it's like, it's refreshing, right, to see you all over the world and, you know, having these connections with business travelers and being a speaker through different types of events. So I know that you have, you know, ignited the fire to many of us here in the hospitality world, but what would you suggest for, you know, um, hotel salesperson, or if you're in operations in a hotel, how you can ignite the fire of your team to become successful after this COVID era? Well, first of all, I look at every individual and how they handle themselves and especially how they handled themselves during COVID. I think that uh, your positivity, your presence, your ability to be out front, social media, you know, there's a lot of salespeople in our industry that like didn't really engage in a lot of social media. And that's a big mistake because during COVID, that was one of the only ways people could keep in touch. Now I was very present and I got a little flack. I have to tell you, there are some people that are like, oh, I think you're too positive. You know, when I, at Christmas, I was showing, you know, Christmas trees from all over and my family's trees and different things. And people would be like, well, it's not happy for everybody. And I said, hey, look, you know, a positivity inspires positivity. Travel inspires travel. So to me, to ignite the fire in your, your career is that you have a personal brand and you are known for that. And your, your professionalism, your demeanor, your presence, how you look, how you act, how you talk, that all gives you an amazing amount of traction because there are so many people that are just walking in place, dead man walking. And and you will not be able to come back into this industry like that. You've got to make a name for yourself. You've got to show your personality. You've got to show how much you love the industry. You have to um, embrace the good with the bad. Of course, there's going to be cancellations and there's going to be like postponements again and there'll be a spike and then people will get worried and that's okay. And we've, we've redone contracts so many times we know what to do. But the idea is that it does set a foundation that says, I'm a professional and I'm here to help you in anything you need, whether I'm in leisure, corporate group, you know, you can do it. And I think igniting the fire is there is never a moment. We can't be tired. We can't be in a bad mood. We have to just keep, you know, charging on. And, you know, the world's a very small place now because of social media. I mean, take Saudi Arabia, you know, they are so massively involved in Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. I mean, their, you know, crown prince puts all announcements out from the government on Twitter. I mean, hilarious. And no one would even believe that, but that's exactly what's going on. So they're all very linked, linked on uh, social media. And that's why the world has become very small. And I do agree with that. And I appreciate, you know, your, your feedback saying about personal branding, right? Because everything in hospitality, it's about personality. So how do you manage your personal branding in LinkedIn, in, in Instagram and, you know, on the other platforms? So I'm a firm believer. I don't talk politics. I don't talk religion. I don't talk sex. I don't talk uh, about my COVID, about my opinion. I have a ton of opinions on all four of those matters. And I leave that totally out. Everything I talk about is about 
positive things to put yourself forward. I'm a big supporter of women. I'm a big support. I'm a supporter of men too, but I think that, you know, women need to continue to be strong and, and show, you know, who they are and what they can do. I'm on the board of directors for Miss America Foundation, uh, which helps get scholarships for people that are in within the system, whether they want or not. And uh, it really, it shows everything that supports uh, STEM, you know, with, with that whole, you know, bit of, uh, of, of education. But I think that your branding you know, everything you even like on LinkedIn or like on Facebook or Instagram, people look at that, um, what what you share. I know people that share articles that they haven't even read the article. And so you need to read the article that you're going to share uh, to make sure that it supports, you know, what you believe in. I also think that you have to use your social media and your branding as a combination of your own business. So if I work in a hotel, I'm promoting the hotel and I'm promoting myself. You know, if I think about five, six, seven years ago, if you were in a luxury hotel, uh, Four Seasons or Langham or Ritz Carlton or, or Peninsula, any of them, there was like, you couldn't, you had to just use what marketing put out. You couldn't, they didn't want you putting anything out. Nowadays, they want you out there presenting you know, what you like, because we all know that your personal stories get way more traction and way, way more visibility than just a curated marketing story. People like to hear and see what a catering manager did or what a wedding looked like or a corporate travel manager saying, look at these unbelievable, um, you know, muffins that we made for our best customers this week. And that sort of thing buys you, number one, a lot of love, but it also buys you a lot of loyalty and presence. And you can't put a price tag on presence. You have to be extremely present and visible in the marketplace. And that is how you manage kind of building your, your brand. And you know, I do a lot. I have, I, have, you know, my team helps me with my social media, but I'm hugely involved in it. So I'm doing every video I'm coming up. I'm writing the blogs. I have, you know, Jessica and Carla and Laura from my team help me a lot because I, I do, I post every single day, five days a week. And on the weekends, I do just some fun things on my stories, but I come up with a lot of ideas. Like this month I did lobbies and, you know, wanted to put, you know, put pictures of beautiful flowers in lobbies because one of the things I missed was walking into a beautiful lobby and seeing the lovely flowers. And during COVID, there was none of that going on. And even if you went into a hotel, it's like they replaced the flower with like a candle or something. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've had some fun with that, but you know, you, you manage it. And if you're not as busy as I am, um, you know, you can plan it out. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, Hootsuite and Plannery and a bunch of different calendar types of um, tools you can use to plan your own social media out. So it's it's doable, even if you're not a big, big, you know, influencer out there. Yes. And I, you know, I actually was listening to um, one of your uh, YouTube speaking engagements and you were sharing a story um, I think it was for HSMI that you were a salesperson in a hotel in Chicago and your manager said, oh, you know, you need to go out there on Michigan Avenue and put that um, gorilla suit and skate away. <laughs> so that is, do you want to share? Like that is a fun oh, yeah. 
start. Okay, so this, I love it. So this was when I was way younger, working in Chicago, working at uh, a hotel, and the general manager said uh, we had done a renovation. And it was, you know, it was, you know, kind of really, really beautiful and, and peaceful and a lot of flowers and greenery. And so he had me wear a gorilla suit and I rollerbladed, but it wasn't rollerblading. It was roller skating, the big old, they were the old school kind of with the two, the big fat tires, you know, two in the front, two in the back. Yeah, I, I had a gorilla suit on and I handed out these, um, like little pamphlets of the deals we were giving, but I had like a sandwich board that I was wearing, you know, like kind of a, on the front and back skating up and down Michigan Avenue. And it said, it's a jungle out there. Welcome to paradise. And handing out these pamphlets, you know, for come in and get 10% off your brunch or whatever. And I mean, I can tell you there's so many of those things that I did over the years. I remember one time at um, ITME, which used to be the Incentive Travel Show, which is now like IMAX, right? Back in the day, it was always in Chicago at McCormick Place. And I was with Weston and we uh, had the whole big Weston booth and it was right, it always was right around Christmas time. And I'll never forget Dave Evans, who is one of my favorite, you know, VPs of sales and marketing. And he had us all dress up in elf costumes. And we were in these like, you know, literally red and green and we're just having fun and singing. And, you know, those days, it's like people lost sight of the fact that you don't have to be so bloody serious in this business. We are selling fun. We are selling hospitality and we're, we're going to be just fine. And that's the key. The key is that you have to enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy these kind of funny, kooky things that you do and not let it really get to you. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you mentioning, you know, not let that get to you because like, for example, for us, you know, working on property, um, it's been really challenging, right. Um, as we all know, but, you know, sharing a little bit of the fun things that you have done to, you know, catch that group attention. I think that's definitely the way to go. And, you know, I've been using LinkedIn quite a lot, uh, lately, you know, and, you know, like you said, you got to be out there. You got to be talking about what you're doing. Um, and, you know, I've been embracing a lot of the work-life balance uh, side of me, right? Like besides being a person that works in a hotel for XYZ brand, right? Like I'm a person and I have my opinions of, or how do I embrace the challenges and how do I get over that? So, you know, it's been really, really amazing. Also, your Monday mentor moments. Um, I've always, you know, followed you. And how did you get with, you know, that idea for this series on Mondays? Well, that actually started before COVID. And I started that probably about, oh, three or four years ago. And actually a person on my team, Yas Facius, was the one that uh, suggested I do it. And he's based in Netherlands and he, we were out somewhere. I think we might've even been in Dubai because I think I did my first one in an elevator with him. And he said, you know, you really would be good doing just a little bit of a quick, you know, two, three, five minute most every week, everybody tunes in and, you know, kind of like your own little mini TV series that you just would do every week. So I started it, I combined it with doing some fun things. I did it, you know, with business. And then during COVID, 
I really, you know, took it even farther. I was doing the Monday mentor moment. Then I would do the Wednesday wisdom uh, based on what I said. And I did the Tuesday tip. So I kind of did a theme through, through COVID. Now we're back to our regular schedule where I'm doing you know, Monday Mentor Moment is on something I see as relevant. I think I just did one on doing business in, in Riyadh and, and paying attention to the global world we live in. Uh, I do a Tuesday travel tip now because now that I'm back traveling and seeing different places, I'm kind of promoting some fun spots. And Wednesday, we do a quote. Thursday, I write a blog. And then Friday, I try to do a fun kind of goofy day of just, you know, relax. So, you know, I, I started it seriously about five years ago, but it was just the Monday mentor moment was kind of the big one that got got it out there. And people loved it. Like, which is, you know, you put yourself at risk when you do this, because I know that I'm not everyone's fan and, you know, that's all right. Um, but I put myself out there and I, I don't say anything that you actually, it's not controversial. It's not like I'm, I'm trying to push any buttons. It's just like, Hey, here's what you should do. Here's what you should try. And I get so much feedback of this is great. I love it from people that I might've met once in my life 20 years ago. And they are, are saying, oh, this really was helpful. Thanks so much. And that's really what keeps me going because sometimes I think, oh, maybe we'll stop that. And I'm really busy and traveling. It takes a lot of time because we have a, a production studio in our office and I do some of them in there. I do some live on the road and it does take a lot of time. There's editing that goes into some of that stuff. So I, I keep it going because it seems like people love it, but it is fun. So I'm glad you enjoy it, Wilka. I do, Cindy, I do. And, you know, I think every salesperson out there that is in the hotel business should take a moment, you know, go back four or five years ago, get some of those training tips because, you know, that's uh, how you can be innovative too, you know, just recycling ideas from one another. Um, thank you for that, Cindy. So just a quick question. I'm very curious. When are you making your way down to South America? Well, I have been down there, but I haven't been down there uh, since COVID. So I've I've been in Brazil and we've been in, you know, Panama. We've been in a lot of different Chile and, you know, Peru and, and many different spots. Um, but I haven't been back down there since uh, since COVID. I don't know. Did you hear my um, my podcast with Bjorn? I haven't. I haven't. I'm You'll have to listen home. to that because he's down there in uh, in Brazil and he's he's having a lot of fun. But I, I love South America. I love the food. I love the people. Is that where you're from, Wilka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Brazilian. You're Brazilian. Yeah, I love Brazil. You got the, the women. I mean, you've got to admit they're gorgeous, right? Look at you, right? <laughs> You know, CJ, it's like I was just there. You're talking about traveling here and there. And, you know, I was I decided to go for my birthday and spend some time, you know, in Rio with my mom and visiting family and all of that good stuff. But, you know, I have I share the same, you know, desire as travelers that we are. And, you know, I think you know, people were asking me, right? And like you said, we don't, we are not everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, in terms of why I'm going and, you know, it's a pandemic, I'm like, well, it's my family, right? I haven't seen anybody in a long time and I got to do what I got to do. And thank God, you know, I'm vaccinated. Everybody, you know, it's taken care of over there as well. So, you know, 
travel definitely there is some restrictions and so forth and i'm so happy also the travel the borders are open now you know my family can visit me here in the u.s so it's definitely you know for me i also think it was one of the um don't let fear run your life type of deal you know and just right. go and do what you gotta do yeah no and and i totally agree with you i I said right from the beginning, I am not going to let fear define me and I'm not going to let COVID define me. I I decided that I would do all the right things. And obviously to travel internationally, I'm vaccinated and I was vaccinated as soon as I could be. And I do all the right things. And I, you know, wear the bloody mask on the plane because you have to. And, uh, and, but I, I just, I wasn't going to let this stop me. I said, no, I'm going to follow the rules, but I'm going to continue to go on. And I'm not, I'm not afraid. And uh, I think that's very important. I think it's important for everyone to not let fear define you. I think that's a very good point. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your insights. And um I'm doing this series here on the Leadership Podcast because I discovered this new passion, which is, you know, talk with folks in our industry, in the hospitality business, about what is happening in their world. And I truly love to speak with women and to see how are they getting um, to the next level. So what is your suggestion, Cindy, for, you know, ladies, women that are trying to get that seat on the boardroom table? So I think women are, have been, I think we're changing that, but I think women were their worst enemy to each other. I think women were more catty. I think women were more jealous. I think women didn't help raise up other women. Men take care of themselves always in the corporate world. Uh, They're covering, they're saying, yeah, way to go, buddy. That was great. Where women are like, oh, well, I probably could have done it better than she did. So I think lately we're seeing a lot more of, you know, propping each other up. I think we have to give each other better feedback. I think that uh, we see someone on our team that may not be let's say as professional or dressed right or not saying the right word or talking up in a, in a department head meeting or something that maybe they should have held back. And, and if you, if you think about it, you have to be coached and mentored. And sometimes your boss isn't the one to coach and mentor you because they're, they don't have time or they're maybe they're not even a person that you actually respect that much because some are great and some aren't. So I, I always look and say to women, you know, you need to look at your peers. You need to look at each other. You need to, I always dressed for the next job. I really always did. And I know that sounds very old fashioned, but I always looked at how my boss dressed. Now today, dress is a lot more casual and it's a it's a little bit different but there's a classiness there's a a way to to look at you know okay look at her she's the director of sales and marketing or she's the gm and look how she holds herself you know i remember when i i got my very first saint john uh suit which saint john's very expensive and i really i couldn't wait to get like a saint john i saved and saved and saved because All of the VPs, like with the luxury hotel companies, always were in these St. John. Now, young people today, St. John has some really cool clothes now too, but it's a little different because of of style and people are a little bit more trendy and different things. But that, that sort of mentality that says... I look at you and I want to be like you someday. It doesn't mean I'm going to copy every personality bit of you, but you have to look at 
who are the people that are making it and what do they look like and how do they hold themselves and what's the pen they pull out and what's their portfolio look like and all of that. And I think women have to honestly continue to raise the bar because there's a lot of women in the hospitality industry. Let's be honest. I mean, when I was in the business all those years ago, there were a lot, a lot of men, tons of men. All my bosses were men, all the directors, the GMs. Now, so many women, so many women GMs, so many women VPs, so many women directors of sales and marketing. And, and there's a reason for that. I mean, I actually think women make great GMs. I think, and I'm not saying men don't, but I think women look at things a little differently. I think just inherently, and I guess this is, maybe it's kind of sexist I'm saying this, but it's, I think women, they come in and they look at that, doesn't look right there. That doesn't look right there. Now there's some men that are great at that for sure. Um, but I think that we have to look at where we want to be. So what I always say to women that are asking me for help, I want to grow. I want to be better. And I say to them, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you do? Because I, I actually never wanted to be a GM. And I always wanted to be a director of sales and marketing. And I made, made it to that. And I had a region and I, I grew in a very good position. Um, now, if you ask me, I think I would be a great GM. And I think sometimes when I'm sick of traveling around the world, I'll just, you know, I work with so many owners now. If I said to some of the owners I work with, look, I'll run that little hotel for you in Boston or in Chicago, or I think they'd let me do it. And I think I'd be phenomenal. And it's because I've had that experience and I enjoy being in the lobby. I enjoy being with the guests. I enjoy. I think we've come full circle to that. Get GMs out of their offices, stop the craziness, stop the reports, figure out a better way because really operating a hotel is about connecting with the people. And I, I think that there's a lot of men and women that can do this, but as a woman myself, I'm really good at being in the lobby. I would be really good at that. So that could be my next journey. Who knows? Yay. Well, who knows? I think, you know, it, it's like life comes full circle sometimes. I know it did for me. Um, I started my career here in Annapolis and I'm back here now. Um, you know, it's it's just great to to, to have your insights on this. And I totally agree as well when you say that woman needs to be surrounded by people that they want to look like in the future, right? And uh, have a mirror and have that peer base. And, you know, you did that for me, accepting, you know, the opportunity to speak on the podcast today. And I truly, truly appreciate it. I know our time is coming to an end. Um, so I just wanted to say, Tindy, thank you so very much for being on the Leadership Podcast today. Oh, thank you so very much for having me. It was great. And I loved every minute of it. So thank you, Wilka. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. All right. Thank you.